0: Welcome to the podcast, Pastor Joseph Castillo from All Nations International Fellowship. Enjoy this podcast while you're doing household chores, riding your car, or even your morning devotions. I trust the living word of God to change your life forever. Visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com. I'm going to start a new series now entitled Sound Doctrine. Say with me, Sound Doctrine. Pentecostal theology does differ from non-Pentecostal theology in many ways, and we'll be laying a foundation here on spirit-filled theology. So we see that there is a different theology in the Pentecostal world. And I'm going to be going over some principal things for you. I read J.I. Packard. He said that to the religious people, doctrine is boring. He said, but to the sheep... Of Christ, Doctrine is what saves them. Amen. Amen. So we're going to be talking today, starting a series on sound doctrine. And we're going to start off with 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 through 4. I remember this year, Bishop Greg Gill came to our church and he preached a message, overflow, abundance, super abundance. And whenever a man of God brings a word like that, I always jump up and, and take it and receive it. Amen. And I jumped up and took it and received it. And Alex, Prophet Alex from Ethiopia, he said, oh, Pastor Joe, I love when I'm preaching. You're in the audience. I said, why? He said, because there's somebody there pulling it. It's active and pulling it. And I said, amen. <laughs> I, said, I, I said, I do that on purpose. I'm not just having a show. I'm, I'm engaging. I'm active. I'm pulling on the words, catching the words for myself. Amen. And this year has definitely been a year of abundance, super abundance and overflow in my life. And the year's not over yet. Hallelujah. Amen. amen. I'm expecting more. Hallelujah. So I told the bishop, you got to come back. You got to come back and release another word like that because I need something to grab onto for this next year. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verses 1 through 4 says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season." Out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering, and say it with me. Say it with me again. For there will come a time when they shall not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap themselves teachers, having itchy ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and they shall be turned unto fables. Amen. Sound doctrine is very important, amen? I like to keep an open mind. One famous speaker, I got to keep the doctrine straight, amen? One famous speaker said that there's one thing that will bar you from all progress and one thing that will bar you from any truth and that is not hearing a matter out before searching it. So I like to keep an open mind, but everything must first come through the filter of the Word of God here or there a little and there a little, it has to be not one spilt upon one scripture, but it has to be something founded deeply and rooted in the word of God, then we can go with it, amen? There, I like what uh, Sam said that was here a few weeks ago, he said, there is no new revelation, there is just more illumination upon the existing revelation, amen? There's no new revelation, there's only more illumination upon the existing revelation that was given to us in the word of God. We have a picture here of George Whitfield, and George Whitfield said, "It is an undoubted truth that every doctrine that comes from God leads to God. Every doctrine that comes from God leads to God." It's interesting that George Whitfield, Jonathan Edwards, uh, in the early, uh, Jonathan Edwards, George Whitfield, Charles Finney, the early revivalist in England and America. They had uh, certain phenomenons that took place in all their meetings. Nowadays, anti-Pentecostals such as John MacArthur and other heretics, they proclaim that the, the outworking power of the Holy Ghost, uh, people shaking and jerking and falling down and screaming or laughing and crying, all these things were the manifestations that took place in all the camp meetings of the 1700s and 1800s and even the 1900s during the Finney and Whitfield and and all of these Jonathan Edwards and all of the early church circuit riders. I was reading yesterday Charles Finney's records of the camp meetings that he would have and he would say that sometimes 200 people would be struck down during the preaching like they were hit with lightning. And I said, "Wow, we saw that in Mongolia, didn't we? <laughs> it was like people were struck with lightning. <laughs> Poof, one falls there. I mean, boom, four here, three here. poom, boom. People just falling all over the place, like they're struck with lightning. That's how Jonathan Edwards called it. Looked like they were struck with lightning. Wow. And then George Whitfield and and in um, Hallelujah and in some of Finney's meetings and and some of these the meetings, people would begin to jerk, and the, he said their heads would whip around so violently." either back and forth or side to side, their heads would whip around so violently that he thought their head would be detached from their bodies. He said that uh, some women that had long hair up in a bun, their heads would whip around so violently that the bun would come out and their hair would crack like a horse's whip. Quack, 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 quack. Crack as loud as a horse's whip. And he said, there seemed to be no reprieve from this jerking unless they prayed fervently. I said, wow, I thought that was just like in Todd Bentley or, or, you know, the Toronto Airport Church. And what another common manifestation, too, in the early revivals was barking. They would jerk, they would jerk so violently, and they would make this, like, grunting or barking sound. And I said, well, I thought that started with the Toronto Church. <laughs> no, those are the same manifestations that happened in the revival in the 1700s and in the 1800s and in the 1900s, early Pentecost. Same revivals, same manifestations. And I, so I studied last night. I was studying, studying, studying about these manifestations. And <laughs> the interesting thing is about the jerks, they said that usually the jerks happen to those that would refuse to lift their hands in worship. <laughs> Yeah, it would hit them. He said, of the most obstinate creatures in the service, they were the ones that would get the jerks and they would be screaming and praying, God, stop it, stop it. And their, as their heads were whipping back, it's like. Pow, 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 pow. I said, Lord, I want you to start doing that here. Amen. Get them, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I want to see the jerks. I used to be afraid of the jerks. I thought it was demonic, actually. But until I, I just read about this, you know, well, it might be a demon coming out. I don't know. But, until, but I read about this, now I realize wait, these are manifestations of the Holy Ghost that are not new, but they're historically uh, been in the church for, for hundreds and hundreds of years. Very interesting. So George Whitfield said they came under a lot of persecution. Jonathan Edwards, Charles Finney, George Whitfield, all these you know, early revival founders, they came under a lot of persecution because uh, the Presbyterians were attacking them. And they were saying that these manifestations are not from God. So they really, they really didn't want these things to happen because it was bringing unwanted attention, unwanted persecution to them. But after studying it, they found out that everyone that was experiencing this, he said some people would laugh and they would laugh so heartily and it wasn't contagious. It wasn't like someone told a joke and everyone was laughing. But some person would just get the laughs. Ha, 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 ha. And they just start laughing and laughing and everyone else just looking at them. And then some people would begin to cry and sob and scream. And, but it wouldn't be like everyone doing it. It wasn't like a, it was just God would touch somebody. And people would look at them like, what the heck is going on over there? And he said, but the effect of it, after that happened to them, they would be on fire for God. Or they would quit smoking or quit drinking. Or their, their lives were changed. So all these revivalists discovered that when these phenomena would occur, and it even would happen to sometimes up to 200 people in one meeting, They'd be struck with lightning or hit with the jerks all over the room, or all over the camp meeting, because they were having these meetings outside. That afterwards they were totally changed and on fire and delivered from God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So here George Whitfield said, It's an undoubted truth that every doctrine I would say everything in the every manifestation or doctrine of truth that comes should lead us to God. And that which does not tend to promote holiness is not of God. We need to be careful with doctrine. Amen? That which does not lead to promote holiness is not of God. What is doctrine? Let's interpret the Bible with the Bible. Let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 2. Doctrine, according to the word of God, Moses said it like this. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. It's on the screen, right? My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew. As the small rain upon the tender herb and as the showers upon the grass. Moses defined doctrine as the rain. He said it's as the dew. He said it's as the small rain and it's as the showers. As the rains, meaning it comes drop by drop, beginning slowly as the word of God is taught and doctrine is taught, beginning slowly and increasing more and more until the whole revelation is complete. As the dew, it descends gently, silently, and mysteriously upon the heart and ear, moistening and bringing refreshment to the soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As the small rain, it brings sweeping showers accompanied with gusts of wind to clear out the way. Hallelujah. As the showers, it's like a continual rain which is necessary for the planting of harvesting and crops. This is from Finnis Dake, the Bible Answer Man, the original one who could quote the Bible, every verse, Genesis Revelation from memory. Amen. Finnis Dake from the Finnis Dake Bible. Isn't doctrine so sweet that it can moisten the heart, that it can sweep away the, the dust, that it can prepare our hearts for harvest? Doctrine is so important, but not just any doctrine, right doctrine. Proverbs chapter 4, 20 and 23 explains to us why this is so important. And it says, my son, attend to my words, because his words are are, excuse me, doctrine. His words are doctrine. So my son, attend to my words or get good doctrine from me and climb thine ear to my sayings or to my doctrine. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart for they are life. They are what? His words, his saying, or his doctrine is life to them that find them. And what else are they? Health to all their flesh. Right doctrine keeps you healthy. Physically healthy. Divine health. Kenneth Hagin's son, never in his life, now he's, I don't know how old he is now, 75, never was sick his whole life. E.W. Kenyon in his church never had a funeral. Nobody died for 40 years in his church. 40 years they went without a funeral. Nobody was sick in his church for 40 years. The children of Israel, when they left Egypt, there was not a poor one, there was not a sick one, there was not a weak one, the Bible says, among them. Right doctrine will keep your body in divine health. Right doctrine will keep your kids from ever getting sick. Right doctrine will keep you from the things that are in this world. Do you hear me? I don't know about you, but when I hear about men, there's another man of God, I just posted him on his wall, Todd, Todd, uh, Todd White's pastor. Todd's white pastor says, I don't get sick. I don't get headaches. I don't get fevers. I don't get colds. I just don't get it anymore. It's no longer in my grid. I haven't had a cold. I haven't had a stuffy nose. I haven't had a cough. It's on my Facebook wall. You can watch the teaching. He said, I haven't had it in in, in decades. Because it's no longer part of my grid. I just, I just, I'm redeemed. I I just cannot, I just can't accept it. Just, it can't come on me. Right doctrine is healing and life to your flesh. Do you hear me? See, I'm not talking about the average week, I'm sick, can't come to church, pastor, because I'm having my period today. Christian, um, for you men, I'm sorry. For, uh, because I have a headache today, amen? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a higher standard of life that's called abundant life, that's called the Zoe life of God, is superior in quality, Hallelujah. Amen. And greater in quantity. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The Zoe life of God. He said, My doctrine, my words, and my sayings, the truth of my words and sayings, don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in your heart, and they will be divine health. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. If you look up that word issues in the, in the Hebrew, It's the borders, like the borders of that picture there. The borders around that picture. It keeps in that picture. So your doctrine, God's doctrine, or your doctrine, whatever your doctrine is, will keep in your life and maintain in your life whatever the fruit of that doctrine is. Another word is outgoings, meaning what's manifested out of your heart. What's manifested in your life comes from what's in your heart. So out of your heart flows the outgoings or the borders of your life. Well, I know Trump's trying to build a wall to keep the Mexican out of his borders. You may or may not agree with that. But we all should have some walls to keep sicknesses out of our borders. Amen? We all should, amen, we all should have some walls to keep sin out of our borders. Hallelujah. You know, we, we all should have some security measures around our hearts and around our lives so we can keep the devil out of our borders. Amen? Amen. We protect the borders of our life with doctrine. Doctrine is what creates borders in our life. Jesus said it like this, according to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith, being unto you. One guy came to me and he said, Pastor, uh, he, he said, I'm going to this sex addiction group. And, and one of the guys in the group told me that, well, you'll never get over your addiction. You'll always have it. You just learn to live with God's grace. And you'll never get over it. Is that true, Pastor? Tell me. And I said, brother, that's a lie from the devil. That guy believes that. So guess what? He will never get delivered from that addiction. Amen? Because that's what he believes. That's the border of his life. That's what's going to come out of his life. So you have to guard your heart with all diligence, because according to what you believe in your heart, be it unto you. That's what you're going to have, that's what you're going to live, and that's what you're going to manifest. Whatever you believe. God told Abraham, how far can your eyes see? If you can see it, you can have it. Amen? Amen? So if in the borders of your heart, the borders of your life, you can see divine health, you can see deliverance, you can see protection, you can see preservation, you can see holiness and walking right with the Lord. You now have built up in your spirit man a border to protect you or to or to build in your life the things that you want. What does God say about doctrine in the Old Testament? False doctrine will cause you to be sick. Well, God doesn't heal everybody. Well, that doctrine will keep you sick. It will keep you sick. That doctrine, if you want to believe that, go ahead, bless you. But that doctrine will keep you sick. Well, nobody's perfect. I'm just human. That doctrine will keep you in sin. Amen? Truth of the matter is, you're not just human. You are now superhuman. The the, the human believer in God passed with the Old Testament. Now any man that's in Christ Jesus is born again, and the spirit of the living God is part with his spirit, and you are now superhuman. Do you hear me? That's correct doctrine. And that doctrine will cause you to say, wait a minute, I'm not going to live like a mere man, hallelujah. I'm going to live with victory in my life. I'm going to live with holiness in my life. I'm going to live with with success and strength and vigor and passion and and blessing and prosperity in my life. Amen. Amen. What does the Bible say about sound doctrine in the Old Testament? Let's look at this. There's only a few verses in the Old Testament where the word doctrine is used. So let's look at them all. Job 11.4 says this. For thou hast said, my doctrine is pure. What's the result of a pure doctrine? And I'm clean. In thine eyes. The result of a pure doctrine is to be clean in his eyes. Proverbs 4 2. I'll, for I give you good doctrine. What's the result of that? Forsake ye not my law. Good doctrine will keep you pure, good doctrine will keep you from forsaking the law. What is doctrine? The definition of doctrine. Isaiah 28, 9-10 through 10, Whom shall I teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast for precept upon precept precept upon precept line upon line line upon line here a little, there a little that's how doctrine is built. Moses called it like the dew that gently sets Isaiah said us line upon line, precept upon precept. Hear a little, the dew settling into your spirit, amen. Let's look at the results of bad doctrine. Isaiah 29, 24. They also that erred in spirit shall come to understanding, and they that murmured shall learn doctrine. Jeremiah 10, 8. But they altogether, brutish and foolish, the stock is a doctrine of vanities. In other words, their doctrine of vanities caused them to live out the outgoings of their life, foolish and brutish. It's interesting if you look at Proverbs, chapter 3 or 4, I believe, where it talks about the woman that seduces the man to come into her bedroom. The word says that she with her sayings, she seduces him into her bedroom. With her lips... She causes him to sin. That word sayings is the same Hebrew word for doctrine. So her doctrine to him is, nobody will know. Just one time. It's just, you know, that's her doctrine. And as the man receives that doctrine, oh yeah. Boom, the walls come down. The borders come down. Poof, poof, here come the Mexicans. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, here. I'm joking. I'm, I'm Mexican myself. What a I, <laughs> I'm Latino. like, "Oh, you're half nice. We're, we're, we got two only two nice kids here. We snuck in, though, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's how my dad got in. Hallelujah He swam across the Rio Grande River. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how my father got got it. Amen. My uncle got deported and swam right back. <laughs> my uncle Mario, Amen. Boom, come right in. when the borders are down, with a new doctrine, with the corrupt doctrine, a vanity doctrine. Here is a foundational doctrine I want to share with you today. God is a good God. Now in Pentecostal church we sing you are good, you are good, you are good. And we sing God is good all the time, right? And we say stuff like in you know, all the Christian movies, you know, God is good then all the time. And, God is, you know, and we say all this But actually, most Christians don't really have a doctrine that God is good. So let's take a look at this here. Oral Roberts is the pastor, the man of God, the evangelist, that brought this doctrine back to the church. He is the one that restored this foundational apostolic truth back to the church. Oral Roberts was a great healing evangelist, Of the 1950s and 60s and founder of Oral Roberts University, president. Didn't even have a high school degree, I believe, but built a university. How many know God qualifies the unqualified? Amen. Amen. You you, you don't have a degree, that's okay. You can start your own university. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. With God, He holds all things in His hand. Amen? Amen. And when He's on your side, hallelujah, nothing shall be impossible. So here's a man without a degree. Started his own university, biggest full gospel university in the world, Pentecost University. He emphasized that God desired to bless his people to meet their needs. Oral Roberts theology begins with the concept that God is at the point of your need. So the concept that Oral Roberts taught and preached is that God meets you at the point of your need. So in other words, you might not be searching for God, you might not want God, but if you have a need, God is so good that He'll find that need, He'll tell you that He'll meet that need, and because of the need, you'll come to Him, and even though you just came in for the need, He's so good that He'll just use that need to meet your need, to get your attention, to love on you. Amen? Number one, You meet God at the point of your need. We had to stop the recording at that point, but you might be listening right now and you say, Pastor Joey, I wanted to pray that prayer. If I was there, I would have prayed with you. I'd like to pray right now as a matter of fact. I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to have God in my life and I'd like to, No, Jesus is my Savior and my Lord and surrender my life to Him. You know, repentance means to turn away from your way of doing things and to turn to God's way. We've done things our own way. Like they used to say in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, when I did the 12 steps, they said, Your best decisions and your best ways of thinking and your best ways to handle life have gotten you to this situation and now it's time to trust a higher power well there is no higher power than the god of all the earth his name is jehovah and he sent his son jesus to die for you and through him you can turn from your way of doing things to his way and his way is the right way because he made you and he made you for a purpose and he knows exactly what you need to pull out your potential to forgive you of your sins, deliver you from the things that keep you away from God in a sin and death cycle. And if you'd open up your heart to Him right now, together with me, God can begin a new work in your life. So just pray with me wherever you're at, whether you're driving your car, whether you're at home, or wherever you are, just, just pray with me and repeat after me. Say, Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. I believe that your son died for my sins. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. From this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You prayed that prayer, I'd like you to contact me. And we can send you some more resources and materials that could help you start this new life. Because this is the first day of the rest of your life. Email me at joe at nationsabroad.com or email the church at nfcontact at gmail.com And we'd love to speak with you and just correspond with you and put you on the right path. Maybe help you find some local churches there online or something. Or maybe we know some pastors there that could follow up with you and help teach you the Word of God. Thank you for listening. And feel free to download the other podcasts and just feed on the Word of God.